What is going on, guys? Welcome back to Creeps in the Crypt. As always, I am Eric, and I am joined by... Christian! I'm Sam. So, we're coming off this week from H.H. Holmes, Mm -hmm. and we're going to be starting our third entry. We're going to do a one-off. Is it it our third already? Yeah. This will be number three. And uh, it's going to give some H.H. Holmes vibes. A little bit. A little bit of H.H. Holmes vibes. Uh, But this is actually, like, a lot older than the serial killers we've been covering this summer. This might be the oldest one we've covered so far. Yeah. You guys are going for the Potentially the oldest, yeah. Um, This one's just a fun one. We we threw this in here um, just because it's close to home, you could say. (laughs) Since, you know, it's literally, like... An hour. an hour and a half away. Yeah, I was going to say an hour and a half. And it just seemed like a good time to do it. I agree. So this story has everything, though. It's got serial killings, robbery, ghost, potentially. I was already looking at, yeah. like, haunted uh, places you can buy today. And I was pitching them to Eric. And see, look, Sam, like, her face says, like, yes. And Eric's face was like, he was like, it's, I was like, this seems like, yeah, like a lot baby, of work. I'm going to continue watching my uh, TikTok video that's like five seconds long. <laughs> He's just going to turn the volume up. Yes, that's exactly. <laughs> that, that's my go-to because uh, we'll like do uh, pre-pro for like an hour when Sam first gets here, and then you two will just start talking about random bullshit, and I'm like, all right, let's watch something on the topic that we're going to cover just so everybody's on the same page. But we only see each other once a week. I know, I, and I get that. I get that. Well, but I'm like, I'm yeah, busy. let's watch this. There's some good information in here. And it's just like, yeah, this tote bag. you got to check out this tote bag by Mark Jacobs. And it literally is oh, the dumbest shit ever. Route? Yeah, it's like the dumbest fucking thing I've ever seen. It's a tote bag that says tote on it. This is the tote bag. Uh, uh, even Even dumber. And it's 160 like or no, $192 for the black one. No, thank you. I didn't say I wanted that one. I was fine with the dupe. I'm okay with the dupe. I love a good dupe. Well, you know who else kind of got duped? Dupe? Our subject today. Oh, my God. Did she get duped? We'll never know. We will never know. Unless we go. We yeah. can go. We might have to take a road trip for this one. I'm down. Yep. It's on the list. How many times have you guys been to Charleston and never been to the old Charleston County Jail? No, I've never been to it. The I've never been to the it old either. City jail? Yeah, me yeah. Either. I've been to like Charleston. I've been to, like, I've been to the slave market. Charleston's a beautiful town. It is a beautiful town. Tons of history there. And me and you have gone. I've been like four other times before that and never been. 
Me and Dustin went on a day drinking binge in Charleston, downtown Charleston well, I mean, two you years got, ago. You gotta. You gotta go day drinking if you're in Charleston. Well, duh. There's so many rooftops and Cosmos to drink. Mm. Mimosas. I just walk around the old town and I didn't make enough for hop. mimosas. Oh, I was I too did. hungry for that. We started with mimosas. Oh, see, I didn't mm. even start with that. I was too hungover. I have to take a it may have been our downfall, but it, I'm more it like, always goes I'm one more or two like ways. a bloody Mary at <clears throat> noon. No. Shut up. <laughs> you nasty ketchup drinks away from me. You're gonna I'm really judge. Hold on a second. You're really gonna judge me on a bloody Mary like that is so hard. <laughs> yes, I don't like them. I am not a bloody Mary girly. Mm. I'm a mimosa girly. She's a white cat energy. No, uh, no clamato juice for you, huh? Oh, dude, I will. Ugh. What was the drink that I got from the gas station? I was like hyping it up and then you were like this is the most disgusting thing ever i have no clue the gelato it is clam juice and tomato juice and a budweiser mixed together and it is the best hangover cure in this entire world i don't it's not clam juice is it yes there's clam juice in it that's fucking foul a gelato That, that is it's amazing you're judging so hard and it's not even funny. That is so fucking gross. It's not gross. Why are you both looking at me with like such disdain? It's so just. That, I will that never. might be more horrid than what we're going to be covering today. <laughs> when I tell you I will never be that hungover to drink one of those. I'll drink it sober. <laughs> no. Well, a gelato? You would never drink one of those? No, I, I to, will never be in that diet. I have straight. to look this disgusting shit up. Hold it's on. in like a can. It's they like have a big two of them. There's one that's the Clamato, and then they have the Chilato. The Clamato is just the juice. It's got clam juice in it, and then I think the Chilato has... I don't remember, but it's delicious. Do you know how many soccer games I brought that to? No. What the fuck? A ton. More than I would I like will to. Are you sure this has? Are you sure this has fucking clam juice in it? I know the clamato does, which I also like. Yep. Clamato. Yep, I like that one. What about the chilato? That's what it is. <gasps> See, chilada. Yeah, it's a chilada. Yep, it's delicious. Why are you using that? Is judging? fucking foul. It's not foul. It's That's... delicious. I'm going to have to disagree with you on this one. For once, mm. I agree with Eric. Yeah, that's Mark Bud Light and Clamato. That is foul. I will like literally chug one of those and feel like brand new. I might have to sleep in the guest room tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even tonight. I can't uh, drink just, one at night. It's there's just like the a, fact that you drink that. No, shit. it's like a cutoff. Like there's like two o'clock is the cutoff for gelato time. I want to see you chug one, and I'm going to put it on the Instagram. I will absolutely chug one. Save it for next week when we cover Albert Fish. I will absolutely for Albert Fish. Absolutely, will chug a gelato. I'm going to need a drink. Yeah, me so and you are going to drink up. like normal people. I'm going to drink like a fucking human. Yeah. Sorry. You drink like the demon from the seventh circle of hell that you that you're fucking from. Second. Second circle of hell. Second circle. Okay. 
That tracks. Well, anyway, let's get into today's topic, Sam, before I have to, you know, just end the show up. and fire Christian and find a new co-host <laughs> for her disgusting drink choices. Well, you have Lizzie yeah. take over for me? She's yeah. not going to say anything. She's not going to drink chiladas. Yes, she will. She is a little garbage rat. Yeah. She is. All right. Anyway, we are diving into what some will say is America's first female serial killer. Others aren't so sure she killed anyone at all, even though police found a bunch of skeletons underneath their inn. We are talking about the one and only Lavinia Fisher. And uh, she was born in 1793, but the location of her birth, her maiden name, or really any information at all about her childhood and adolescence is unknown. And I tried. Mm. Lavinia and her husband, John, owned an inn just outside of Charleston, South Carolina, called Six Mile Wayfarer House in the early 1800s. It was named the Six Mile Wayfarer House simply because it was located six miles outside of Charleston. Well, that's a great naming structure. Listen, it's practical. Yeah, because you're like, well, I'm six miles from Charleston. Yep. But at that point, why are you stopping? You have six miles to go. Yeah, but I mean, six miles on like a horseback. Horse, yeah, horse and buggy, or or if you're walking. Oh, yeah. That's fair. Yeah. It was before the time. When did automobiles become like uh, a thing? Uh, about a hundred years before this, or a hundred years after? Yeah, hundred yeah, years I was after this. Nineteen hundred. Really? Right? Eighteen, like eighteen something. Wait, when was she born? Eighteen sixty. She was born in seventeen ninety three. So and this then, happened about 1820. Yeah, we're like 1819, I want to say the 1900s is when like automobiles were like like the Model T. Yeah. Yes. You're, you're thinking I, like early turn of the the century. Okay. Wow. So I didn't think it was that far. Did, so yeah, horse and buggy walking, hoofing it, train, yep, literally, right? Train. Was, Maybe. I don't know. Train. I don't even think trains were. No, trains weren't a thing at this point in time. Maybe not like passenger trains. No, I don't. I don't even think railroads were even really established. Okay. If they were, it wasn't like. So horse and buggy and walking were your only. This options. was probably around the time that railroads were becoming a thing. Okay. Okay. Because this is pre-Civil War. Yes. Yeah. So. Okay. So, John and Lavinia were a very attractive couple. She's very young when she's married. She's in her, her like, mid-20s. women back then. I guess it's a considered old I back mean, then. Yeah, I mean, they were married at, like, fucking 13, you know? Yeah, yeah. but that's not really that young when you're, like... You know, you could die at the rickets, like you know? Yeah. yeah. 40. So, Lavinia and John were a very attractive couple... They were well-respected in town, even though Lavinia was quite the flirt. <sighs> it said that she would charm the male guests who stopped in for the night on their way to Port City and chat with them about their travels. She would also subtly turn their conversations to finances and ask them what they did for work, what they were going to buy or trade when they got to Charleston, and if she thought that they were wealthy, she would poison them with oleander tea before sending them off to bed for the night. 
John Fisher, her husband, would then creep into the men's room and rob them after the tea had taken effect. According to one version of the story, some of the men would die from the poison tea and the couple would bury them under the inn. She was pulling a Cosby before Cosby, dude. Right? She's the OG Cosby. Mm. Another version is the men would just sleep through the robbery and wake up in the morning none the wiser. There is one more version of the story where the bodies of the men Lavinia would dose with the tea would fall through the floor of their bedrooms via a trap door that they'd rigged beneath the beds. So like H.H. Holmes vibes. Serious H.H. Right Holmes vibes. But surprise <laughs> you just fall into a pit freaking buffalo bill style yeah. it puts the lotion on the skin cue or it gets good, the hose again cue up goodbye horses <laughs> tuck your dick Ta-da! between your le- actually let me save that one for next week oh god that is absolutely one of those Stories began circulating when the men in the area began complaining about a group of questionable highwaymen who were cheating during poker games that were hosted by the local inns, such as the Six Mile Wayfarer House, as well as Five Mile House. And guess how far Five Mile House was from Charleston? Ten miles. Correct. Nailed it. (laughs) That was sarcasm. It's five miles. A farmer named Stephen Lacoste reported one of his cows were stolen from his pasture, and he accused these highwaymen of escalating from just their simple gambling schemes to just blatant thievery at this point. Well, I know horse thieving is a hanging offense, but what about cow thieving? I mean, don't take any of my heifers. Hey, we're just going tipping them cows. Yeah, just tip them. Yeah, we're tipping. Why you gotta take them? Yeah. That's not nice. Just tip the cows. So John and Lavinia Fisher just so happened to be a part of this gang of highwaymen. Air quotes. Right. The townspeople began whispering about events that were going on at the two inns and gathered up a group of vigilantes, we'll call them. The mob first ran out the guests of the Five Mile House and burned it to the ground. They then moved onto the Six Mile Wayfair Inn and again drove all the occupants out, leaving a local man named David Ross on guard to make sure John, Lavinia, and their uh, accomplices, I guess you could call them, their, their buddies didn't return. Cohorts. Your cohorts. There we go. That's what I was looking for. I was, I was, I was thinking like gang members. I was like, that's not right. So, well, not. I mean, it's kind of right. So, two men the next morning show up at the Six Mile Wayfarer the next morning and attacked David and brought him into where the highwaymen were. When he spotted Lavinia Fisher, he was relieved because he thought the beautiful woman would help him. Instead, she choked him and smashed his head through a window. Joke's on you, dude. Don't right? you pretty girl. More than just a pretty face. So, mm. so somehow David escaped and ran away, leaving the highwaymen to reclaim the six-mile Wayfarer house as their, like, 
headquarters, I guess we'll call it. Their little HQ. Well, I mean, the five mile house burned to the ground, so they really. They had to go to one mile away. Yep. If the group of highwaymen that were occupying the inn let things cool down at this point, perhaps Lavinia Fisher's story would have had a different ending. However, just after David escaped, Lavinia was right back to her antics. She soon served a new guest by the name of John Peoples, some of her famous tea. Just don't try the pudding. You don't want to try that either. The pudding? It's a Cosby joke. Oh. He was the voice of Jello for a while. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Interesting. But luckily for John Peoples, he didn't care for tea. But not wanting to seem impolite, he dumped the tea out while Lavinia wasn't looking. She cooked for him and chatted him up for some time afterward about all the normal things, like what he was going to buy or trade, what he did for work, et cetera, et cetera. She's finding out about her mark. Yeah, she's going fishing. Pumping for information. She's going fishing. The old honeypot. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Finally, she led him to his room for the night. But John Peoples got an uncomfortable feeling as soon as they were done talking. He suddenly realized that he disclosed a lot of information to Lavinia that might make him a target for robbery. You know, you know shocker, you're in a place known for people getting robbed. Right, like, no. In an attempt to stay up and keep watch over his things, John Peoples dozed off in a chair rather than the bed, and then a loud noise woke him up. He saw that the empty bed had disappeared into what was now a giant hole in the floor. John Peoples escaped his room via the window in his room and rode his horse in Charleston to alert the authorities. Yeah, didn't he have to, like, jump out of a window to... I literally just said that. Yeah. So I wonder how far of a fall that was. I think it's just like a regular, it wasn't like a regular house. Yeah. So I know it was like a couple stories. So I'm trying to figure out like how they rigged it. That That's like where my head's at. Like, how did they rig that back then to like open up? Because it wasn't like a hydraulic system. So it's like a drawbridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it down. How the bed would fall. How would the bed stay up? Yeah. They nailed it to the floor. Did they have nails back yeah, then? Yeah, but the bed, yeah, the mattress, so. the mattress would fall still. Yeah, they strapped so, it to the like, bed. I'm trying, I'm trying to figure, figure this out. Maybe they, didn't, I don't know. Maybe they nailed the mattress to the fucking frame. I have no idea. Maybe they slept on fucking straw and then the straw fell into the fucking well, hole. If any of you listeners have an idea, let us know. Email us at creepsinthecrypt at gmail dot com. Maybe they did like a two pulley system. Yeah, but I mean, like for, it to, sides. for it to f- be a trap door, it has to just, you know, oh. collapse. Well, then I don't know. They Maybe. can't, like, slowly lower them like uh, Frank Igor has, uh, or Frankenstein <laughs> has Igor do. <laughs> you know, it's like. Well, you never know, okay? You never like know. Slowest trap door ever. Well, you might, I don't know, not want to try and wake him up or something. I don't know. 
there's got to be a hinge or something, and then it just. Yeah, like, but. Yeah, it has the mattress. And the pillows. Uh, who gives a fuck at the Yeah, pillows? I mean, because there's probably My tons of corpse. on the floor every day. Yeah, but there's probably tons of corpse slime down in that hole from all the bodies that they've got down there. You know what I'm saying? They stapled the pillows to the bed, and they're not movable. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. You have one unheard message. Hi, I was calling Current, the influencer marketing platform, but I think I just got redirected to a bunch of people listening to a podcast. Well, anyways, I was calling Current because I was told they could help get my brand set up on TikTok Shop and even build out an affiliate program of content creators promoting my brand and even have those content creators go on live streams and promote my product there. Wow, I could really use Current. I also heard that the brands they work with are making millions in sales. I guess I'll just go to their website at current.tech. I don't know. I, now I'm just intrigued, but I'm getting yeah, this off I'm topic. So spiraling now. Anyway, so now police had both David Ross's and John Peoples' testimony against the Fishers, and they immediately took action. In February of 1819, the sheriff collected another posse of citizens, some more vigilantes, if you will, and surrounded the Six Mile Wayfarer house. They removed the Fishers by force, along with four other members of the gang, and set the inn ablaze. In an outbuilding, they found the hide of Stephen Lacoste's missing cow, and then John and Lavinia Fisher were taken to jail. How would you be if you got taken to jail and hanged over a missing <coughs> cow? I mean, technically, they they that's not the only thing she got hung for. So, you know, that was just one of the things. According to the legend, the police dug up the grounds surrounding the inn and discovered a maze of hidden passageways. They reportedly found items belonging to dozens of guests, a mechanism for opening the floorboards beneath the bed, and a plethora of human remains. In all these stories, though, there's, there's, and this is the main reason we're covering her. She is always painted as the ringleader. Yeah. So. I didn't even know she had a husband until I started looking into it more. Like, clearly. She is the the boss bitch in this situation. Yeah. So. So John and Lavinia Fisher play play 
pleated. Yeah, Jesus. you're right. You'd... I think I just had a stroke. <laughs> I mean, you just took a sip of Dr. Pepper and like your brain just quit working. <laughs> Literally. That's 23 flavors. My word. They pleaded not guilty. I think I was trying to say pled and my brain was like, no, nah, we're saying pleaded. <laughs> pleaded. Like the dress. Like a pant. <laughs> they pled not guilty. But at their trial in May of 1819, a jury sentenced them to death by hanging for the crime of assault with intent to murder. The courts, however, gave the Fishers time to appeal their conviction. Why are you giving them time? Because I don't know. Why? Why give them time? This is before all of the um, like laws and stuff. So to be no. fair, it's I literally mean, the Wild West still. involved. So I already knew there's no laws involved. I know there's no laws when you're drinking claws. That's all I know. I don't think there was white claws in 1819, but if but there were, there wasn't. If there were, it would be oleander tea. Because <laughs> sometimes I also want to go to sleep or make somebody else go to sleep. Make somebody else go to sleep. I mean, I feel that I, I'm blinking twice. I need I need help. You know, from me. You don't need help. help <laughs> I don't, I'm a, I'm a don't. fucking dead man. <laughs> <laughs> so while waiting on the appeal, the couple concocted an escape plan. Since they were kept in the same cell, which was not heavily guarded, so they can just like. What's important to remember about the cell, though, is that it's open to all the elements. Well, right. I mean, it's like it's open to the, insects. Yeah. Rats. Um, all the the South Carolina winters, the South Carolina summers. Mm-mm. So it, it's a miserable fucking place. Like, and it's in May. Ew. Yeah. Swampy, soupy. That's all I'm thinking. Yeah, like it's a bunch tor- of swamp it, ass. It, it was basically torture. Soupy to cell. That's what they were in. Yeah, they were in it together though. So they concocted this escape plan. They were able to craft a rope out of blankets and lower it through a hole that John had created beneath their barred window. On the day of their planned escape, John made it safely to the ground, which why he went first, I don't know. Why wouldn't he let his wife go first? Seems a little bit selfish to me, John. I'm not 100% sure. Anyway. But what he did next was not selfish. No. Maybe we wanted to make sure that it wasn't not safe. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm assuming he went first because if the thing fucked up and broke, he would Pulled probably to fall his to his fucking death. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. If it were the other way around and she died, I'd be like, why didn't he go first, huh? Why didn't he go yeah. first to make sure I was safe? Yeah, so. and then our story would be over. <laughs> it's my girl brain. So, anyway... John goes down. He gets there safely. But when Lavinia tried to climb down, the rope snapped and left her stranded. So she's still up here in the, in the jail cell. He's on the ground. They basically use like sheets. From- yeah, they're bed sheets. So John refused to escape without his wife. He stayed there. He's like, I'm not going anywhere, which is noble. I'll give him that. And as you say with disdain. Mm. Anyway. 
So he did, he started to devise a plan to break her out now, now that he's on the other side. But he was captured and imprisoned once again. He was foiled. Oh, well. Good try, John. In January of 1820, the courts formally rejected the, the Fisher's appeal and scheduled their execution for February 4th, 1820. The date was later pushed back so the Fishers could have time to make peace with God. The local minister, Reverend Richard Furman, counseled the couple to prepare their prepare them for their deaths. John begged the minister to save his mortal soul, but Lavinia wouldn't talk to him because she believed that there was a pardon coming. Joke's on her. <clears throat> but at the time, there was a law stating that a married that married women could not be executed. So Lavinia thought she was safe. She's she's good. But the judge said there was no law against executing a widow, so he would simply have John hanged first. What a fucking like That's a power move, man. Yes. That's what a, a power move. He's a legend. <laughs> Good thing. I wonder if he was wearing a powdered wig back then, too. <laughs> oh, my God. That's what I envision. Yeah. <laughs> well, we'll just have him hang first. Yeah. He, he sounds like fucking Matlock, like <laughs> stereotypical Southern lawyer. There's no rule against a widow. Yeah. We'll like just have that. him hang first. Now, madam, there is no law against hanging a widow, so we're just going to hang your husband first. <laughs> Just sounding like fucking Lindsey Graham. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Stop it. So on the morning of February 18th, 1820, John and Lavinia Fisher were transported from their jail cell to the gallows. John quietly prayed with Reverend Furman and proclaimed his innocence to the crowd of onlookers gathered to watch the execution. <coughs> Lavinia did not proceed with dignity. Donned in her wedding dress, she screamed and pleaded for mercy. She refused to walk to the gallows, so the guards had to drag her. Finally, coming to terms with her fate, she shouted into the crowd, quote, If anyone has a message for the devil, tell me now, for I will be seeing him in a moment. There's a... It's a great quote. I mean... So there's uh, there's multiple accounts of like what exactly she said. Some say it was this. Some say it was a little bit longer. I like this one better. Just yeah, the one I I'd read I'd read a couple of them, but one was like, um, if you have any me something about she didn't need any like message from God or whatever. Yeah, and then uh, there was like one if you have a message to go to hell. Yeah, if you, but give if you it to have a now. message uh, for anyone in hell, I'll carry it. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. Which is fucking metal, dude. That's just metal as fuck. I mean, I kind of like the one if anyone has a message for the devil, tell me now, for I will be seeing him in a moment. And when she finished her, I guess we'll call them her last words. Before the executioner could hang her, she promptly jumped off the scaffold on her own. Oh, she went on her will. Yeah, she she was like, fuck you. I'm going on my own accord. Yep. What a badass. I'm sorry. I mean. Tough as nails, dude. 
You yeah. had to be back then, though. Stick it to the man. Yeah. And I wonder if the executioner didn't get paid that day. Well, probably not. Because he didn't execute anybody. Well, he executed John. He got half the money. So then his family starved. Damn, that must that must He got suck. a pence. They're like... Like, look, the fucker, you, you only like, did half the work. Yeah. I mean, yeah, she did the rest of the work for you, and that's free. Dang. So, unfortunately, most of what actually occurred in the case of John Lavinia Fisher has, of course, become exaggerated through the lens of time and passing the story on down from generation to generation. The true details are hard to find. Though several newspaper articles from 1819 and 1820 do cover the events surrounding John and Lavinia's arrest and execution. As we all know, well, at least down in this area, the low country, South Carolina homes in the low country area specifically don't have basements. They Uh, flood. uh, Yeah. The groundwater. Yeah. It doesn't allow it. They call it the low country for a reason. And it's not because we are down south. It's because we are very low. Here, we are level fun, with the ocean. Here's a fun fact for you. When I worked at the cemetery, selling cemetery property uh, about 10 years ago, uh, there was certain sections of the cemetery where if you dug six feet, you were going to hit water. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. I can believe that. Mm-hmm. Because we're in a bog. We're basically, like, if you really, like, if you guys aren't familiar with, like, where, like, we're based out of, like, look at it on a map, come back, and then come back and listen. I mean, but, we are 10 minutes from the ocean right yeah, now. We yeah, are, we are literally, like, on a semi-man built island if you yeah, go the in intercoastal yeah. a lot of people were like I, I was actually kind of shocked a lot of people didn't know that that we were like myrtle beach is like a man built island i i mean like i didn't know that it went all the way no it goes all mm-hmm. the way i mean like i guess i did know but i guess i just did it didn't really like click in my brain the part that, that really blows my mind is the fact that they built it and then like the hurricane zones, they, I mean, obviously when they built it, they were like, oh, we're going to build it as an island. There's going to be like this awesome intercoastal that we'll do trade through and it'll mm-hmm. be awesome. Oh, but, I mean, that's how a lot of ships get around going out into the ocean. But the problem is, is that the way it's built, there's ocean and then basically sandbar, if you want to call it that, which is a huge flood zone because it's under sea level. And then water and then under sea level because it's a fucking bog and then it goes up from there so like a few years ago like when this place flooded out uh myrtle beach was actually cut off from the outside world yeah when uh florence yeah florence made it where there was no yeah there was no entry roads and no exit roads and like the only way in and out was 501 that was it. But even, I that, remember that. even that was flooded uh, for it flooded a while. One time. No, it flooded for like an afternoon. Yeah. When the water level crested. but That was almost a year after AG was born. No, nope, there you go. Little hurricane baby. So. So. There was no wedding dress. Lavinia Fisher did not come out in her wedding dress. It just adds more uh, layers to the yeah. story. So, the newspaper article from 
that time of the 1819, 1820, confirms that the Six Mile Wayfair house was burned to the ground and none of the Fisher's belongings survived. So there's no wed- there was no wedding dress unless she went out and like bought one. Yeah. Or whatever, requested. I, I don't know. Anyway. In fact, nearly the entirety of the execution story is made up. The version printed in the local newspaper the morning following their deaths simply states, quote, A little past two o'clock, the husband and wife embraced each other upon the platform. When the fatal signal was given, the drop fell, and they were launched into eternity. She died without a struggle or a groan. I don't know what's more metal. I feel like that her not struggling or groaning and just accepting her fate. And just like, okay. I mean, I kind of like the first one. Yeah. The first one was cool, but I also like the one where she doesn't struggle or groan. She's like, all right. Yeah. Oh, it makes the ghost. It, the first one, like the telling that uh, we told here really plays up the ghost story that follows. Yeah. yeah that's true. So there likely also weren't any murders. Two bodies were found in the woods surrounding the Six Mile Wayfarer house shortly after the Fishers were arrested, but there's nothing tying the bodies to the couple. So, how did we get from Lavinia, the historic highway woman, to the murderous legend? The execution of the Fishers garnered a lot of public interest, even quite literally to this day. Although Lavinia Fisher was not the first female sentenced to hang, it was novel to see a woman die for the capital crime of highway robbery, especially with her husband beside her. Much of the legend originates with a Scottish businessman named Peter Nielsen, who claimed that he was present at the Fisher's execution, which he wasn't, but he did choose to embellish and publish a version of the story with lots of salacious details, nonetheless. You, good sir, are a liar. You are a liar. Then, what's the real story here? It's hard to know for sure, but some believe that the Fishers were actually innocent victims. They were just scapegoats. Yeah. Maybe. Like, the community needed a, a, a sacrifice. Like, missing travelers and just needed something. Innkeepers that they just, like, saw. Well, I feel like, you know, they found those two bodies in the woods and people just ran with it and, yeah. and bloodlust ensued. But they oh, yeah. say her ghost still haunts the old Charleston jail. Yeah, old city jail. And ghost adventures may or may not have been there. Oh, God. Oh, God. Here we go. <laughs> well, that's the episode I saw. Yeah. You're... That's what, like, that's how I know about Lavinia Fisher. I, I'd heard about it from, like, a Never heard of it. Urban Legends of South Carolina thing. Um, One part, I guess, like, the... The apex of the show, of that episode, is like Zach Sander with the little spirit box. That thing. I can remember what it, I didn't know if that was a spirit box or the little thingy that talks to you. That's the ob. It's the obvial, same. They're ob- the same thing. Yeah, but the little circle one. That was like mm-hmm. an echo. Yep. Um, He said something like, uh, 
some about her the her last words like if uh any of you have a message for the and then the little thing he goes the devil and you know mm. oh. i mean they say her ghost still walks the halls in her wedding dress taking her rage out on uh, unsuspecting people well, see, she wouldn't take it out on me because I'm like, all right. I'm pretty sure the devil only answers in AIM messages. In AIM messages? Yeah, probably. He's that behind. <laughs> no, 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 no. The devil sends, like, he possesses, like, old women and children and taunts priests and things. That's that's kind of his, his bag, you know. Have you heard of the exorcist... Um, podcast no it's this like priest or no this exorcist guy who's like recanting all of his (gasps) yeah they're so good you already had me in exorcism Uh, we add this to our sleepy time music okay yeah it's called hold on it's like the exorcist files or something like that um it's actually really good they he does like they like reenact it but not in like a cheesy way oh not like an nbc way yeah no <laughs> no no no. it's um called the exorcist files by iHeartMedia. um so good well we'll have to check that out i'm down i'll i'll put it in the group yeah, chat send it send it to us and if you guys want to check that out uh that awesome plug sam i'm so. excited well, that's going to do it for uh, Lavinia Fisher, but Christian, would yes. you like to do your duties? See, we love you guys so, so much, and we appreciate all of the downloads and love that you guys have been showing us this week. We're still kind of tweaking the advertisements, so just bear with us on that. We're I got to it make locked it, down pretty much. We, we we're just trying to make them. it where it's not so like overwhelming, because no, as somebody who doesn't like advertisements... I get it. That being said, make sure you guys are following us on the socials. Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, everything. And interact with us. We do love getting your messages. They do make our day good, bad, ugly. We don't care. Like, we will look at them and we will look at them. With a and share the show on your social media. I was if getting you, there. Oh. You were you're just. We had to step all over, Eric. Yeah, it's not your job, dude. I'm sorry. <laughs> make sure you guys are share the episodes and make sure you guys are downloading them. We really appreciate it. It helps the show. Um, if you guys have any suggestions, we do appreciate those. But mainly, it's sharing downloads. That is like our bread and butter. Well, what I was going to say was, if you share the show on your Instagram, so if you listen to us on Spotify. You can literally click the share button and share to your Instagram story. Tag us in the post, and I'll repost it on our story thanking you. Um, mm-hmm. And, yeah, leave us reviews. That that definitely helps out. But, yeah, downloading and sharing is the best way to get us out there because of some Instagram issues we've been having lately. Are we still having those? Uh, yeah, no, we're still blackballed. <laughs> yeah, it sucks. But, uh, yeah, we'll be back next week with uh, – a, a new series on Albert Fish. So stay creepy. Stay spooky and stay safe. 
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park 